How do you know if you eat the right stuff at the right times? If you eat the wrong stuff at the wrong times, what happens? Can you even eat wrong stuff at wrong times? Dr. Cashy thinks splitting hairs makes for splitting headaches. Roll the intro! Welcome to ah, Coffee with Cashy. I'm your host, Dr. Trevor Cashy, and you and I are back to our regularly scheduled programming. Woo! Yes. And on today's episode, we are going up. We are going up to the next level of Dr. Cashy's hierarchy of constructive eating. Oh, now everything is flowing in. Man, looks like my internet may have been kind of constipated. Okay, this is good news. Okay, we are going up to the next level of... Dr. Cashy's hierarchy of constructive eating. Wow! Two patterns. First, an ultra quick review of constructive eaters' hierarchy with our trusty whiteboard of wisdom. Number one, enough. Enough. Literally getting adequate metabolizable carbon for what you need. Patterns. Structured feeding, getting enough at regular and regulated intervals every day. Balance. Equitable and relevant to you distribution between the food groups. Variety, trying different foods and methods, further improving mealtime reward and satisfaction. And last, novelty, fancy timing, immunomodulation, bioactivity, performance, and other complicated stuff, right? And as you master each level, your eating competence grows until you blossom into the constructive eater you were always meant to be. Easy peasy, easy peasy, okay? In this episode, you are learning why sciencey sounding protocols perpetuate problems instead of solving them, and how, when done in proper sequence, when Dr. Cashy's hierarchy of constructive eating is done in proper sequence, all those problems solve themselves anyway, okay? That the paycheck phenomenon is the strongest modifiable problem in your destructive eating patterns, and that Dr. Cashy's milestone method, TM, <laughs> of auto-regulated feeding guides you toward the patterns best for you. Therefore, it is the counter for the paycheck phenomenon. Ah, uh, yes, now I see everybody. This is good. Okay, a little bit of background here. There is a question in our group by the one and only Bernard and or Brenda Estefan. <laughs> okay, they're calling me up. They're like, do, 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 do. Yo, Dr. Cashy, they're wondering, is there a science behind this specific nutrient during specific parts of the day stuff? I'm sure there is. Um, beep, 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 beep. All right, and... I will tell you that this falls perfectly in today's video regarding patterns or today's episode regarding patterns and the overall fit into our hierarchy of constructive eating. Here was Dr. Cashy's answer to that question. Okay, so they asked about the science of nutrient timing, essentially. And uh, I said there's quite a bit of science around that stuff and I did consume a fair bit of it, I will say that. And I was left thinking like, yeah, okay, so what? Who cares? <laughs> uh, and let me explain. Assuming your protein and calories and other biochemical bits and bobs are accounted for, here is Dr. Cashy's practicalized nutrient timing schema, also TM, okay? One, is it something you can do every day? Two, does it keep you satisfied? Three, I had a hard time coming up with a third one because those are the only two things that matter. <laughs> yes, there are always exceptions. Appeal to those exceptions all you want. The above model is still valid, functional, and substantiated with all the evidence Dr. Cashy could ever need. If you have a perfect plan and it's impossible to follow, well then, cheers, mate. <laughs> uh, if you have a perfect, perfect plan and you hate it, well then, okay, fabulous. <laughs> In other words, 
There's decades of research and theory going into this, and all of that is truncated into the humble index card when you normalize it to the confounding variables of everyday life. The human stuff and the real life stuff, okay? And the supreme irony here is that when you find something that works for you, it will probably fall within the bounds of some scientifically validated nutrient timing method anyhow. And I know this. You know how I know this? Because it happens at TKN every single day through fancy post hoc analysis. <laughs> Therefore, I take the position that fostering autonomy is the most effective nutrient timing method, helping you figure out what you wanna do for your own darn self, right? So to that end, what is robbing you of your mealtime autonomy? So let's, that, that let's just introduce the problem here of the paycheck phenomenon. And I, I was walking around the block and this is reminding me again, this is something I came up with a while back, so I'm, I'm happy to share it with everybody now. I can get it out. And it's that proper meals are a lot like proper paycheck patterns. Proper meal patterns are a lot like proper paycheck patterns. So let me explain this. You just got a new job, woo, right? During the onboarding process, your supervisor pulls a fast one on you. You were told that you will get paid eventually, sometimes in some amounts, but rest assured you will be paid and that it'll all be okay because you can just calm down and it's coming eventually. The form of payment, however, or how the payment delivered is also completely up in the air, a mystery, but don't worry about it, it'll be fine. <laughs> what the heck are you gonna do? You're gonna be preoccupied, borderline obsessed with your paycheck, always, even when you get one. It will forever be a source of frustration, rebelliousness, stress, anger, and anxiety. And every time you do get some trickle of your paycheck, you'll stash it away in a panic like the precious thing it is. And this is particularly true with children in meal patterns. When I did my pediatric dietetic study, this is a common issue that translates into adolescence, adulthood, and throughout the entire life cycle, really. When meal patterns are chaotic or erratic or a complete mystery, you foster that frustration, rebelliousness, stress, and anxiety. Food choices, what you eat, means nothing, except for the fact that highly palatable foods, also known as junky stuff, okay, especially when bought or prepared as a result of erratic, chaotic, or mysterious meal patterns, flagrantly promotes overeating. Again, what you eat is a drop in the bucket compared to getting enough to eat and getting enough at regular and regulated intervals, enough in patterns, <laughs> okay? You will you know you'll eat every day, right? Uh, many children, even if, even if they do eat every day, unless it's at regular time periods, lose trust and develop dysregulated eating patterns. And you see those patterns develop similarly in adults and or they are carried over from adulthood or childhood rather, and they perpetuate themselves. When, when meals and feeding opportunities are screwy, even if you know you will eat, when it's erratic or chaotic or ad hoc and or impulsive, right? that your, your subconscious brain, for lack of a better terminology, rapidly loses trust in your conscious planning and problem-solving abilities. This means that your only option is to eat when the eating is good. I'm sure you know what that means. This means that your food reward and, and satisfaction of the food you have in the meals you eat will be substantially lower. This means that the propensity to overeat will be dramatically higher. It means that your food cravings will be much higher, that your impulsive eating behavior will be dramatically higher. And even if you do, when you do eat, get enough, you'll feel like you've gotten way less than enough. And in many cases, it feels like you ate nothing at all. I know you know what I'm talking about. 
So it feels like the only option is to have is, is to eat beyond your comfort level to trigger that replacement trust, <laughs> a response that's kind of like, yeah, I've gotten enough for this meal, but yeah, I also got enough for the next meal too. And maybe the next one after that. And this makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. Show your sophisticated internal regulation strategies some respect and you'll benefit immensely. Dr. Kashi promises, <laughs> promises. When you have restricted and or erratic and or chaotic meal patterns, you are taught, are teaching yourself and, and continue to reinforce a few interesting and scary things. Knowing that you will eat eventually is weak and fosters low trust. You learn to avoid trusting that you can feed yourself properly. This means that subsequently you must eat when the eating is good and that food satisfaction and reward go down while cravings and impulsive behavior skyrocket up. What to do? What to do? So let's explore the solution here. There is a solution. It is Dr. Cash's milestone method of meal planning. Do, do, do. Hey, instead of eating by the clock, which is inherently a bit restrictive and cumbersome, Dr. Cash's milestone method is based on the premise that things happen during your day. Hmm which he dubs junction points and, and or milestones, okay? And that around those things are opportunities to nourish yourself. These things that happen day to day, these milestones will probably be at similar times during the day. Thus, you are eating on the clock on accident instead of clock watching, tip tapping, waiting for your next meal, which really sucks. So here are the steps to Dr. Cash's milestone method of Auto-regulated meal planning. See, <laughs> this is crazy looking. It's okay, I'll walk you through it. So step number one is to identify all the junction points in your day, all the milestones, anytime you have a natural transition, okay? Getting up before work, getting up rather, before work, at the designated break during work, before activity, after activity, after work, before bed. Those are seven milestones right there that I just rattled off. I'm sure you could come up with a few extra of your own. These are all feeding opportunities. You're probably taking advantage of a few of these feeding opportunities right now. That's good. <laughs> Submit those. Step number two is to match the number of meals, match the number of meals you wish to eat with the feeding opportunities and try it out. Okay, match the number of meals you wish to eat with the feeding opportunities during the day. You will have many more feeding opportunities probably than you have meals. And that is darn good. So long as you associate all of those milestones with potential feeding opportunities, that's what allows you to get around the, the erratic and chaotic meal patterns. Okay, then I'll explain that in a second, right? Associating, associating each milestone as a feeding opportunity like actively associating each milestone as a legitimate feeding opportunity. That's what affords Step number three, okay? To rationally and flexibly solve for what you need. Most every day should be about the same. And then when days that are funky are off, you have a slew of other milestones that you've already actively associated with meal and feeding opportunities that you could take advantage of to, again, rationally call audibles during the day. Super duper, super duper, I love it. It's my, it's my favorite method ever for this, okay? So what does all this mean? It means when you develop patterns of eating enough, that trust grows and returns. When that trust returns, you learn another meal will always be there. That's, that's akin to giving yourself permission. 
Okay, you know another meal will always be there. If you know there's always another meal coming, then a vast majority of the anxiety, frustration, cravings, and impulses surrounding food and eating just melts away. That's where it starts and ends, as it were. The end result is that mealtime reward and satisfaction with enough food for you skyrockets into the next dimension. In other words, you are satisfied and rewarded when you get enough. It's a freaking amazing breakthrough when it happens. It really is. This creates a positive feedback loop of permission, discipline, and competence, progressing you along the path to becoming a constructive and rational eater. So let's summarize this a bit. What started as an innocent but fabulous question in the group got me spiraling, spiraling into a rabbit hole of, of really essentially differentiating molecules, mice, and men. And to quote Keanu Reeves and Constantine, it's not always like it is in the books. <laughs> Trying to copy the books exactly, uh, especially out of sequence, is like getting onto a skateboard for the first time at the top of a staircase. Indeed, the equal opposite is also true. By completely ignoring the literature, you are prone to either being raised or continue to raise yourself by falling victim to the destructive and chaotic eating outcomes of the paycheck phenomenon. And you know that full well, either by seeing it, experiencing it, or both. There is enough consistency in your daily routine, indeed routines are consistent by default, that you will take advantage of it. And by getting a handle on how your day is structured in a fundamental way, you can use those junction points or milestones as legitimate feeding opportunities. And since you have more feeding opportunities than you will have meals, it will allow you the flexibility to call audibles rationally on a day-to-day -day basis if required, even though day-to-day -day it should be about the same. And this form of auto-regulated meal patterning provides a nourishment you, mean, you need while, while also fostering permission, discipline, and competence required to be a constructive and rational eater. So in this episode, you have learned that when enough patterns and balance, which we will discuss soon, are properly integrated, the end result is accidentally following a super science overcomplicated protocol anyway. <laughs> when the paycheck phenomenon is around, and you see it in hindsight, you see that as a, a huge, if not the hugest contributor to contemporary feeding dysregulation, especially in children. And that dysregulation carries into and perpetuates itself into and throughout adulthood. The paycheck phenomenon is directly countered by Dr. Cashy's milestone method. And to that end, Dr. Cashy's super science and sophisticated nutrient timing schema is as follows. Number one, is it something you can do every day? <laughs> Use the milestone method of meal planning to find out. And number two, does it keep you satisfied? Well, proper patterns substantially improve mealtime reward and satisfaction when eating enough, while also destroying cravings and curtailing impulses. So in conclusion, with the bedrock of making sure you have enough and making sure you have enough regularly and that it is regulated, you've now freed up your cognitive load, some cognitive load to put, put greater focus into how enough for you is distributed amongst the food groups providing some next level benefits of demolishing cravings, extracting greater reward from your food with substantial upticks in mealtime satisfaction, methodically translating from an impulsive eater to a constructive and rational eater. Pretty good, pretty good. This is about slowly shrinking the gap between the theoretical and the observed. And you do that by earning your way through the constructive eater's hierarchy, okay? All that other complicated stuff, it ends up happening on accident when you earn your way through the hierarchy, becoming a constructive and rational eater on purpose, with purpose. So if you need better eating patterns, and let Dr. Cashew know by sending him a message and leaving him a comment because he gets back to all of them. Want to continue having coffee with Dr. Cashew? 
head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It is very much appreciated. Thank you, and see you next week. Dr. Cashy is out! <laughs>